What's happening world, Jules Julian here and welcome everybody everywhere at Soldier to Veteran. I'm going to talk about three things, three topics that I've this week talked about with friends and family and they've asked me the questions about what it was like in the army. So the reason why I'm doing Soldier to Veteran guys and girls is to help soldiers currently and veterans understand their mental health and understand the psychology behind why we think the way we do and also to give civilians people that aren't exposed to that kind of life the opportunity to hear straight from the horse's mouth my name's george julian um, i was a soldier for eight years in the british army i became a physical training instructor the pti and i've done two tours two operational tours of afghanistan with the royal anglian regiment which is an infantry regiment i also am doing this for the families as well of you know, soldiers and veterans that need more understanding of, of what it is we were exposed to and what it is that goes on in our minds and why we act the, the way we do and react the way that we do, especially when we become civilians. Everything that I talk about here, I truly believe that somewhere you will relate to it. There's going to be things I talk about that isn't just appropriate for soldiers. It, it probably is more appropriate for everyone in life. Okay, so the three things that I'm going to be talking about today are heroism, uh, exposure, and superiority. These three things that make soldiers go into a certain way of thinking. The first one, the hero or the heroine, all right? This is a person who is admired for their courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Why is that important? I'll tell you why, because when you're a soldier, there's nothing greater than being acknowledged for what it is you do. You know, the traditional hero or heroine, if you're female, wears the cape. The soldier uniform is that, it embodies that, right? You're, you are a hero. There's even a charity called Help for Heroes. Like hearing those words is very, very, very psychologically fulfilling. And this isn't just for soldiers. I'm pretty sure there's, you know, the firefighters or the police or the NHS, you know, the services. It makes you feel that kind of way, especially when you get that acknowledgement. That gives you identity and you're constantly recognized for it. Now, when you become a, a civilian and a veteran, unfortunately, you no longer put on the cape. You no longer put on the suit. And it's a bit saddening because you're no longer recognized for that. I know it sounds crazy, but it's just how it makes soldiers and veterans feel. You know, I belonged to that there and now I'm no longer part of that. And does it make me lesser? The reality of the situation isn't that. But when you're having conversations with yourself, you're in the midst of your own thoughts. For some soldiers, that's why they stay in for so long, because it is such a positive reinforcement. It's so psychologically fulfilling you're constantly the hero. And that's why I truly believe some stay in for so long because they genuinely fear getting out and not having that association with those words anymore. You find a lot that do get out, do find their feet in establishments like the police force or the NHS. They genuinely do because they still feel like they're contributing to society in that way. That plays a huge role into why soldiers and veterans talk the way they do. We speak with authority. To a soldier, when you are so resilient and you're surrounded by other heroes and you're, you're part of that pack, you're unbeatable, you're unstoppable, you're powerful. When you are then on your own, one or two things happens. You go to the depths of hell, the bottom of a bottle, and the world comes crashing down and you don't know how to handle it because you no longer have your cape. You don't have that protective shield. You don't have that support unit and this is why i'm so passionate about my 10 pillars of fulfillment books if you haven't done so guys and girls please check out the gofundme fund and back the projects so we can help people but this is what happens and it's it's really heartbreaking now on the flip side of the coin you know some find strength sheer strength to fight through and, and only a only a few do that there's a lot out there that don't and this isn't just for soldiers okay this is for everyone 
Oh, I'm just using it as an example, but that's literally it. Moving on to the next one, exposure. The state of having no protection from something harmful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about exposure in a bit more detail than I did about uh, heroism. Right? So exposure, what is normal? That's the question. What is normal, right? Now to a soldier, the levels of exposure of what is normal to a soldier isn't normal to a civilian. I use myself as an example. Afghanistan. One of the things I remember was seeing a woman cast to the side of the road. She would never look at us. She wouldn't even lift her head to look at us, to look at us as we were um, patrolling. She'd obviously done something wrong. I think the, the words were, you know, she's lucky not to get stoned to death because that still exists. Now, us in Western world, we know we don't do that. Our culture isn't to stone people to death. We don't do that no more. We don't stone people. We don't even cast them to the side of the road. Like when I was exposed to it, I kept looking over. I couldn't help myself. Like I'm on patrol, of course, but I had to see what was going on. And she wouldn't look at us. It's almost like she shamed her family or something. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, like she's just been cast out. She literally, her clothes were ripped and tatted. Now I was exposed to that. My levels of humanity, I see that. Like I remember in Afghanistan, and I've never, I don't really share this, but now I'm going live. I'm, I'm trying to help people understand. I remember being in Afghanistan. There was a kid. We were actually just sitting down on a cordon, and it was like two on, two off stag rotation on this cordon, right? We were just watching the road. I sparked up a cigarette. I used to smoke back then. I smoked a lot actually in Afghan, like forty a day. And this Afghan kid came up. He must have been about six, right? And he just asked for a cigarette, and and I gave him a cigarette, and I was like effort you know what i mean you're an afghan kid you don't even he's probably never been to disneyland or anything like that he wants a cigarette i thought i have a cigarette and i smoked with him i smoked with a kid now i know people will probably hear this and think what i'm telling you out there <laughs> out there it was i didn't feel bad about it i didn't feel weird about it this kid's in a war zone like i didn't feel any kind of way because you know what another thing of exposure was my first week of afghan like, i remember a, um, a man was walking with a dead girl in his hands past the sanger <laughs> you see things you're exposed to things and you become a little bit desensitized that's why i think a lot of soldiers don't talk about what it is they've done or what it is they've seen because it does highlight the fact that they've seen some things that aren't normal to most this is what i was talking about exposure for some they think that we're okay and the psychology and the, the mind and mental health if you get into your thoughts too long or too deep you can end up thinking this is a messed up world it really is it's a it's a it's dark it's, it's grim and i think that's why a lot of soldiers don't talk about things but i think it's important to gradually piece by piece and relate because you learn to accept what it was you process it because if you keep it bottled up believe it or not that's not serving you it's not serving anyone i think it's important to share that so the next one i want to talk about as well which is going to help a lot of soldiers and veterans is superiority the state of being superior i think a lot of civilians can relate to this when they sometimes meet some soldiers they might think well he's a bit arrogant isn't he now of course you they everyone's different all right not every one soldier's the same um and i'm not trying to say all oh, soldiers are arrogant they're not all right but i do genuinely believe as a civilian sometimes you might feel that they are because they do have a level of superiority about them authority about them hierarchy about them because the institution yeah that you're in when you're part of the military is built that way I'll tell you why superiority is highlighted. When you are no longer a soldier and you go into the real world, you know, you're exposed to real life, superiority conflicts. I remember my first year as a civilian, I was in huge conflict with people above me, like bosses and stuff like that, because 
in the army, my superiors were genuinely superiors, i.e. they were probably fitter than me. They'd done a lot more experience at war than me. They were my leaders. And in times of war, you would need your leaders. You want to look to your leaders and think, yeah, that's the person I'm going to follow, right? When you're a civilian, unfortunately, sometimes the people you have to follow, they ain't got a flipping clue. Sometimes I think, how the hell are you in the position you're in? This is the conflict of superiority. As far as it goes, it's quite a conflict. And I'm just, you know, saying this to prepare most soldiers for when they get out. And this is why I think a lot of soldiers stay in, because when you're in the military and you're going up the ranks and you're getting your experience and you're getting your, you know, your, your medals and you're doing your job, yet you feel that sense of superiority. And sometimes a lot of soldiers can feel like a big fish in the small pond that they're in and fine, whatever, you know, borderline ego. But when you get out, be very prepared to not be acknowledged the way you are in the military. I'm just saying it clearly and bluntly for you so you get it, yeah? Like, it's not the same. You could go into a workplace and be like, yo, my name's so-and-so, I've done 18 years and give me a job in management. And they're going to look and be like, what? You must be out of your mind. Like, you have got to start from from the bottom almost. Like The superiority conflict is there. It's definitely there. And I'm just pre-warning those that need to know. If you feel like you can relate to what I'm saying, guys and girls, please like and share. Please let others know what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to help prepare people, understand the minds and the mental health of what goes on in soldiers and veterans' heads. Um, and those are the three things that I wanted to cover tonight. You know, if you have any questions for me, please do message me. Like, you can comment and let me know. Um, if you feel like you've got anything you want me to cover on the next soldier to veteran then let me know. The more we talk, the better it is, the more you exercise your mental health. And I think it's important, you know, that way we can fix things if they need fixing and help you understand them too. Guys and girls, that's from me. Thank you very much for tuning in. Soldier to veteran, myself, Jules Julian. If you haven't done so already, please remember that we are on the GoFundMe, all right? We are launching my 10 Pillars of Fulfillment book. So if you haven't done so already, guys and girls, please click that link, check it out, watch the video, know what we're all about. and if you want to help the project, fund it. I really appreciate it. So everybody everywhere, have a great week ahead. George Julian, peace and love.